Hello everyone, this is uh, Josue from Empathy Cafe, where everybody's got a story that can change your heart. Today's guest is Terry Anthony, a deaf disabled online wellness mentor. Terry truly believes that each and every person deserves to have a deep sense of health esteem, abundant energy, and complete control over their well-being. With her master classes and personalized one-on-one -on -one mentorship programs, Terry is here to support individuals of all abilities on their wellness journey. But Terry's work goes beyond just personal growth. She is passionate. She is a passionate advocate for inclusion in all aspects of life, breaking down barriers like disability, language, and financial means. Terry believes everyone should have equal opportunities to thrive, and she tirelessly encourages and fights for a society that embraces diversity. Terry's ultimate hope is that her impact will create a ripple effect, leading to a better and more improved life for each and every individual. So join Terry on this incredibly incredible journey towards wellness and inclusive living and let's make a positive change together. This is one-on-one -on -one life with Terry Anthony. Well, Terry, hello, how are you doing? Thank you for joining me today's podcast. Yeah, hello. I'm a little bit nervous. It's my first podcast, so I am both excited and nervous to be here. So thank you so much for you know, inviting me to be here and allowing me to share my story with others and, you know, showing the world that they can be who they want to be without any limitations. And that includes their disabilities or other factors in that regard. So thank you. That's, that's awesome. Um, I'm very glad we've been talking about this for, for a long time. And finally, we are here chatting online with yeah. uh, with uh, people watching and listening and uh, this is exciting very exciting so we've been friends for what Thank five you. years probably six years yeah i know i i i i do remember where i was i was i was at my starbucks location of course um yeah. and uh, i was browsing uh, on the on uh, Instagram, and uh, I was looking for people that had fibromyalgia. And uh, with that fibromyalgia hashtag, uh, you came up on board, and then we contacted, we connected there, and then we've been friends since, right? Right. Yeah. Um, something like that. I don't remember first time I saw one of your videos and you were talking about fibromyalgia and then you were, and I realized you were local, somebody who lives in the same city as me. So I'm like, hey, you know, we definitely should chat more. Yes. <laughs> Find people who have the same disability that, you know, relate to any of your situations, like how you feel, how you live your life <laughs> um, yeah yeah and uh, i'm glad we connected now for us we talk about fibromyalgia we live with fibromyalgia every day but some of our listeners do not know exactly what it is 
Do you mind explaining to, to our followers what is fibromyalgia and how it affects somebody's life, like yours, for example? Okay, well, first of all, it's important to note that every person's symptoms are different. Um, there's a wide range of, like, I think it was like a hundred different symptoms that a person could have. Um, and then within those symptoms, there's a wide range of how severe it is, how often it is. For me personally, um, it had a lot to do with with my energy level and being very tired um, and not just mentally tired, but also like my muscles feel tired all the time. I feel like I'm dragging, you know, yes. <laughs> my limbs. I feel like, like I have weights on my ankles as I walk. I have a lot of that. Um, that is, for me, that is my steady symptom. <laughs> I have that. Yes. It gets worse if I do more activity mm. in a day or, you know, um, or if something happens that just triggers it to be worse. Um, it can be anything. So it's really hard to explain that anything could cause it to become a flare up. That's um, true. And for me, I have lots of headaches. I have headaches practically every day. Uh, some days it's tolerable. Other days it's not. Um, medication didn't really help with those headaches. So it's just something that I've learned to live with. Um, and in addition to that, I do have like occasional sharp pains and, um, and they're random. And then the weirdest places, like sometimes one day it would be like my shoulder, the next day it would be in my hip, the yes. next day it my toe. <laughs> yes, and yes. It's it very, yes, that is, that is so true. Right. So, um, for me, at this stage of my fibro, it affects me every day, but it hasn't yet. Um, gotten me to a point where I can't do anything. Mm. I just have to do things differently, and that is part of what I try and teach people, my clients and my viewers on Instagram and stuff like that. Talk about how it's not that you can't do something; you might have to do it differently, and trying to figure out how it works for you. Um, it can get much more severe, um, you know, and I. I don't know what that's going to look like for me. Um, mm -hmm. Different for everybody, as I said. So my goal is just to try and keep it where it is. Yes. For as long as possible. <laughs> yes. And having chronic pain and chronic fatigue, as you mentor somebody else, you can relate to what they are going through. Mm -hmm. You are not talking to them from a perspective of somebody that's on top saying, well, I see what you're going down there. <laughs> um, this is what uh, in theory will help you, but you are at the same level than the person that you mentor and you can use the, you, you can share the tools that you use already for yourself. Right. 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 I, um, over the years, um, I've tried different things, um, different ways, to to figure out what works for me mm -hmm. and ultimately the biggest thing to change is your mindset and that mm -hmm. it, that can be very difficult um it's not impossible 
uh, um, sometimes you backtrack and you slide back into your old mindset, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And we work on it every day. Um, there are going to be tough days. There are going to be days when you're like, I'm going to give up, <laughs> you know, but then the next day you're going to wake up and be like, I'm working on it again, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like I said, it's different for everybody, but ultimately we all have the ability to to find things that will help her. Um, it may not cure us or, <laughs> you know, it may not go away, but we can strengthen the tolerance. We can oh, find ways to just make things easier for us, um, whether it's like your housework or, you know, your everyday living, things mm-hmm. that you have to do. I mean, we all have things that we have to do um, just to live, <laughs> you know. Um, That's true. Very difficult, but if we um, keep working on it, we can build our tolerance towards it. And now, I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect. I, I definitely don't have perfect tolerance to everything. And there are definitely days that I just don't do things I'm, I should do. Uh, there are days I just do little bits. And there are days I do a lot. And then there are days I do too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you're familiar with that as well. Yes, I am very familiar with that, and uh, I am glad that uh, you are uh, relatable. Uh, we have a comment um, from Sabrina. She says, "Hi Terry, thank you for sharing your story with Empathy Cafe." So, if yeah. you guys want to leave questions for Terry about fibromyalgia, about improving your life, about the services that she offers as well, please. Um, Feel free to add comments here. I will, um, I will be uh, uh, highlighting them. Um, Terry, your social media profiles describe you as a deaf, disabled woman who controls her life, health, and happiness while empowering others to do the same. How, how do you manage to do this? despite your disability being a potential obstacle to your happiness, how you control your life when things come your way? Well, let me see here. First of all, I'm in the process, and I continue to show up every day. But by showing up for other people, I'm showing up for myself. Mm-hmm. That is ultimately a motivating you know, process for me because if I know there are other people watching me and other people out there looking up to me um, who who are hoping that I can give them the answers, it helps me look for that within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that my, my disability is always going to be there. So whether I do nothing or do mm-hmm. something, with it, mm-hmm. it's still going to be there. Yes. I, and I might as well make it a positive thing and not let it be something that just to sit around and moan about, you know. I mean, there are obviously days I definitely moan about it, but, you know, being 
trying to find the positives of it helps me get through it. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's a little bit selfish of me to be like that, but I feel that if I make myself um, see those positive things and then share it with other people so that they can see positive things, um, then maybe overall we can get through more of this together and get the resources that we need because I think a lot of people should shut down and just say, okay, um, I accept it for what it is. And I mean, out there, the medical world isn't going to want to help us if they don't think we really need the help because we kind of just say, ah, oh, that's fine, we just accept it. We're going yeah. out there sharing our voice, sharing our stories, People aren't feeling alone in their stories. Mm-hmm. And it gives them that. It gives the world. Um, it gives us a voice to the problem. And then maybe the yeah. problem can be resolved somehow, someday. Maybe not for us. Maybe for the future generation. I don't know. But the more more common, commonly known it is, the more likely we will get the resources that we need. Yes. That's why I speak my way. I share what works for me. Uh, what works for me might not work for you, and that's okay. But how do you know if you don't know about it, you know? That's, you that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Like, you don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know, and there's a lot of things I didn't know until I read about it from somebody else who went through it. Exactly. And, I'm like, oh, let's try that. Well, that didn't work for me. Okay, fine. Oh, this works for me. Great. And then me, you know, now I can tell you, well, that worked for me. And I can say, well, this didn't work for me, but maybe it worked for you, and I can tell you about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just with my disability being the obstacle, but it also the motivating factor. Yes, so, it is. I can see that. Right. Uh, you got to keep, you know, I have to live for myself. And in order to do that, I have to help myself. And in order to do that, helping others helps me. Yes. Other people put in their words up that helps me. So, it's a win-win situation, sharing my story and listening to other people share their story. That's true. I, 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 see, I see two things in what you are saying. Uh, the first one, I, I respect you so much because you, life hasn't given you um, good cards. <laughs> <laughs> it gave you a very difficult card, which the, is the deaf disability. It's, it's very hard, at least from my perspective. I, 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 I don't know what uh, uh, I could do with that. And even from that position, because of your attitude, you are helping other people that don't have that disability. To me, that's, that's mind-blowing. And, and the second thing is that uh, um, it is very interesting when, when we help other people, we help ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that's how I always kind of frame it in my mind. I'm helping them. I'm helping myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've mentioned health steam in some of your stories on Instagram. Can you explain what this term means? Health steam. Okay. So health steam is a a bit of a mindset um, perspective of how you live your life. Um, to try and find a balance of your health, your health, uh, regardless of any, you know, um, obstacles or barriers, um, and just feeling good about who you are, where you are, or what where you're at. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a beginner, that's okay. You can feel good. You feel like you have, you know. 50 pounds to lose, you can still, you know, be happy within your health. You know, it, it's difficult to explain it um, in a really short <laughs> time. We I'm, have time. We have time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, the, the main idea is finding a way to accept yourself and love yourself and care about yourself where you are. Uh-huh. And you're, you're taking care of yourself, and you will eventually get to your goal, whether it's losing weight or feeling good. Um, it's about your mindset, feeling, being able to see the good things in life despite all the bad things. And then, okay. I mean, there's a lot of bad things out there. This world is not. Um, it's not a bad place, right? Like we have a lot of things going on in the world that are depressing and awful. And while we can still, you know, recognize that within ourselves, we also have control of, you know, being good. You know what I mean? Being the good mm-hmm. example, being the good uh, in good relationships and and wanting good things for yourself. Mm. Now, wanting something good for yourself, I mean, sometimes people will be like, well, that's selfish because look at all this out here, all this bad stuff happening, all these people in all these countries that are starving, why should I be happy over here? Or whatever example you want to use. But wanting something good for yourself is okay. And it's okay to accept that. And then you want to feel your best. Your best self where you are right now. Mm -hmm. If you still need to lose 50 pounds, for example, you can still feel good now. Mm. And you find a way to feel good now. Find a way to feel happy now. So do the things that you enjoy while also balancing out your life so that you can become healthier. But if you're not enjoying yourself now or you're not appreciating the good around you or you're not even noticing the good around you, it's really hard to reach those goals because you're so focused on the negative. Yes. Now, is it easy? No. <laughs> You're still going to have those days when you feel like, mm, why bother? <laughs> you know, why bother? Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about 
my own health journey is that I started off wanting to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have weight to lose, but my mindset has shifted. I no longer want to lose weight as much as I want to feel good in my body. And that makes a huge difference. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as I feel good in my mind, my heart and my my body overall, all those things, the surface level things like how much I weigh, that will just come naturally because I feel so good about myself that I'm going to be eating healthier. And I'm going to be, you know, enjoying my life so much that I'm not just, you know, hiding away and eating my potato chips. I'm not saying I don't eat potato chips. I do. (laughs) But my point is, you know, I enjoy those things. And it's not an everyday thing right now because I'm still on my journey towards that self-health esteem. Um, um, when I shifted my mind, um, to focus on my health, focus on how I feel, I noticed a big difference in how I, how I move my body, how I, um, how I eat, how I just live life in general. Um, like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm still struggling some days. And, you know, sometimes it feels like, oh, why bother? But then I remind myself, why bother, right? And, um, I mean, you and I have talked about this many times. Like, like as bad as things are, we can't always focus on the negative. Because yes. it just brings us down. It makes us feel worse, which makes us eat worse, worse. You know, focus on the wrong thing in our life, and we can't function that way. We can't function yeah. if we're in a mood all the time, right? Um, and uh, yeah, like like things. It's not easy. I'm not even going to pretend it's easy, but it. That's how I think of health esteem, right? So I mean. It might feel might be a different description for other people, but that what it is for me, focusing on my health, so I feel good in my own body. Whether... Yes, yes, and and uh, <clears throat> I I must say that uh, you have influenced me. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, I posted a few weeks ago actually almost almost three months already i posted online that uh, i was uh, going to lose weight and i put hashtag weight loss and uh, and you told me online you said well what if instead of weight loss you chose health journey and i thought that's a great idea so I've been following your example. What you just said is something that you have been telling me over the weeks, and 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 just since we we got to to know each other, and I'm following your example, 
and it's it is helping me um um when i look at the the men in the mirror um i tend to see all the negative things like uh, down there my my my, my big belly right <laughs> i cannot hide myself when i'm in the mirror in the in the bathroom um uh, but then I think, no, this is, I need to feel good about myself where I am. And yes, weight loss is part of the journey, but it's not the whole thing, right? So yes. I did something uh, based on the advice that you gave me. Um, I, I'm trying to dress accordingly to how I feel good in my body. So I got rid of the... Um, clothes that were either too big because I'm losing weight or too tight because I haven't gained, I haven't lost enough weight, right? And right now I'm dressing comfortably and I'm trying to love my body in this stage, knowing that there's going to be a, another step in the journey towards uh, weight loss but uh, I'm not in a hurry. I'm, I have this body forever, <laughs> right? So yeah, I don't need to... Own body, right? <laughs> yes, I don't need to lose five pounds per week. <laughs> no, no. If I lose fine. two, three pounds per month, that is completely fine. Right, it's, it's um, still fine, right? <laughs> ex exactly. It is a, a, it is a journey. And uh, this health STEAM concept that you have taught me really works. So um, we will be, later I will be asking you to give us more about what you offer. But I can tell the viewers and the listeners that uh, it works because she advised me to do a couple of things and I'm, and I'm doing them and it's working perfectly for me. So... Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go a little bit in a different direction with the interview. Um, in your experience, uh, what obstacles do individuals with disabilities typically encounter when trying to access healthcare services, and how can we address these challenges? I know that you have a lot of experience in this matter. Absolutely, yes. Um, I have obstacles in part because of my hearing loss. Um, I have a severe profound hearing loss. So um, until more recent years, I was never able to really call and make appointments because I can't hear on a traditional phone. Yeah. Um, back in the day, like when I first moved out on my own, I had a TTY, so I called with the operator. Um, what is a TTY? Yeah, it, 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 it's like a um, it's like a little typewriter that you connect to your phone. Um, they're obsolete now; they, nobody uses them anymore. <laughs> but, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had that, um, and that was one step towards making myself independent. Um, but there was still bound, like, boundaries and stuff like that because, um, not boundaries, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for, <laughs> but um, like I would call 
and so they would be like, like when you call a doctor's office, for example, they say press one, press two, press right. And by the time the operator typed it out, they, it's already gone. Um, so a lot of times it just didn't work for me to call. So I would get a hearing friend to call or whatnot. Um, now it's a little bit easier. Uh, um, I have a VOS, which is video relay service. Uh, so I can have a video kind of like what we're doing now. And I'll be signing to the, it's an interpreter, not an operator with the interpreter, and then they speak to the person. I, I can speak, but I don't hear. I mean, I have my captions on my screen so I can know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plus, you type it out for me, so that helps. <laughs> um, but um, even now, it can be frustrating because people are like, oh, I'm not interested in really thinking a telemarketer or something. Um, so it can be frustrating. Uh, so that was my first, you know, lifelong experiences. Um, but I can say that a lot of times, uh, it took me probably about 20 years to get diagnosed with fibro. But I don't really know. I mean, I remember being a child uh, and complaining to my mom. I would be like, Mom, my arm hurts. And I didn't do anything. Um, you know, and I remember, you know, being like in gym class and I'd be running, we'd be running laps around the school. I'd be running around for like maybe one, two laps and then all of a sudden I couldn't do it anymore. But my classmates were still going and I'm like, how are they still going? My legs are on fire. Um, so like my symptoms have changed from being periodical, you know, not every day not constant, um, usually after activity to now it's consistent. But anyway, I remember complaining, why is my arm sore? Why is my shoulder sore? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what was going on. Um, so my mom would take me to the doctor and, you know, they're like, oh, I had my wrist for a while. And I remember getting x-ray on my wrist and they're saying, oh, you have air pockets, <laughs> whatever that means. And, you know, oh, when you get old, you might have arthritis. And, you know, and then when I um, was in college, I was I was very sick for a while. Never did find out what was wrong with me. I was very sick for about a year. And, you know, um, I would go to the doctor over and over again. And they just downplayed everything. And it wasn't probably, it wasn't probably, well, I was in my 30s when they finally, had somebody saying, well, I think you have fibromyalgia. So mm -hmm. at that time, then they sent me to a specialist and they said, yes, you have it. And, but then there's nothing really, like, there's medication to help with some of the pain, but it didn't really do anything. Uh, so <laughs> for me, to answer your question, the, the you know, the barriers in the healthcare system is that first, it takes a long time for anybody to even get diagnosed with fibro mm -hmm. because it didn't. You can't see it. Who should you and see? If you if, if, if you suspect that you have fibromyalgia, which specialist you need to see? 
I saw the Wubach. I can't say the word. Wubach <laughs> plant. Um, I can't say it. Um, specialist, but you have to have your family doctor has to be for you. So they have to believe you before they refer you. Mm-hmm. And that's what the difficulty is. Right? And we have to start, you know, we have to have people believe it. And, and like a lot of, and if you look from other people's stories, almost all of them say the first doctor they said it to did not believe them. And they would go to another doctor, some of them one more than a couple of doctors. That's when somebody believes them. Or or they get a big battery of tests for other things. So like mm-hmm. I remember being tested for MS and I remember being tested for I don't even know now, like a whole bunch of other things. Before they settled on fibro. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for, Sabrina. Thank you. I cannot say that word. It's my it's one of those words I can't pronounce. <laughs> Rheumatologist. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sabrina. Rheumatologist. Yeah, my disability is my, my hearing loss. I know it. I can't say it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. um, um, oh, yeah. Terry. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what type of uh, resources? Um, do you advise people to um, to follow if they are available? And also, can you tell us about what do you offer? Okay, well, um, there are, if you have fibromyalgia specifically, there are um, support groups. There's one here in Winnipeg, um, and I've joined them. Uh, um, they're a great bunch of people. Um, if you're looking for some support and understanding in Winnipeg, that's a good place to go. Um, support so groups. Much, yeah, support group. Uh, it's online, but they also meet up in person. So it's nice to be around people who can understand, right? That you're going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I have to shift my body. And, you know, like you're not saying that. You don't have to pretend. You don't have that you're you're doing fine. Um, there's a lot of resources online for information, but it's important to try and figure out where it came from because sometimes it's misinformation, right? So talk to somebody who has what you have. If you're not diagnosed yet, that's going to be harder to know, right? But talk yeah. to people who have symptoms similar to yours and then you can bring it up with your doctor i've heard from these people who have this disability could this be what i have um you know and um when i'm talking about what i provide i mostly i provide one-on-one mentorship um where we would just work together to help you find what works for you Mm -hmm. uh sometimes people just need someone to bounce their ideas off or say ask well, what do you think of this or how can i do this um, i also give them some tips on how i do things like for exercise for example i moderate 
a lot of my exercises. Uh, I use a great program, which I would be willing to introduce you to. Um, if it's not for you, that's okay. That's not my point. I, it's there. I'm going to give you options. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like the um, supplements that I take, I would introduce you to what I take. And again, if it's not what for you, we'll find what works for you. It might not be the same as what I use. And that's perfectly, perfectly okay because we're all different. We all have our own, um, like our own bodies are different, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have a disability or you have a different disability, we can work together to help you find what works for you in your life. We talk a lot about mindset. We talk a lot so you about talk about the health esteem with yeah, the, the your clients. Esteem. Yes. Um, I help them see things in a different light, maybe. So, like, for example, I had one client who was having a really hard time um, feeling focused and feeling like they're getting anything done. And my suggestion for them, because they had a long to-do list, my suggestion to them was, like, ignore that for now and write, and I did it list. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did this today. I did this and this and this and this. So you're shifting the mindset. Yeah. Uh, I do that for myself, especially when I'm having a rough time, feeling like I'm doing anything when I'm high pain days or, or I've been really busy with my life, um, like work or whatever responsibilities I have. And I haven't been able to do anything for myself. Um, so like my housework or whatever, right? And I feel like I'm behind. I would do an I did it list. So I would be saying that and I write everything I did that day, including feeding my dog, you know, and like, you know, I took my pills, I gave my dog, you know, I had coffee and, you know, that list gets longer and longer and longer throughout the day. Even if I didn't feel like I got anything done, I look at that list, I'm like, oh, I spent a good chunk of my time today doing thing. <laughs> I yes. was sitting there being lazy. Yes. In fact, I felt like I was just sitting there being lazy. That list proves I wasn't. That's correct. Well, that list proves that I got up and, you know, I made supper. That list tells me, well, look at that. You did this. You went for a walk with your dog. You mm-hmm. didn't do that. You, you, you know, talked to a friend who needed help. Oh, you sent an email that you needed to send. You've done a lot today. Oh, yes. my goodness, I did a lot. And mm-hmm. then you feel a little bit better about yourself. And it, it's just training your brain to not focus on the negative all the time. And like I said, it's not easy, but it's possible. Yeah. And even if it's just a little bit. <laughs> so, so where can we find you? What's your website? Uh, um, I'm also on Instagram. That's where I do most of my posting. I post in my stories about my day. I post, um, oh, I post some reels. I try and be funny. I'm not very funny, but I try to be. <laughs> oh, you know, you are funny. And you sent a very, very interesting reels. So, um, Terry, do you mind when we, when we finish, can you add in the comments your website 
Absolutely. So we can find you. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yes. Um, you know, like I'm everywhere. I'm easy to find if you look at my name. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm here for you. I'm here for anybody who needs somebody. Um, you know, just reach out to me. Um, you don't have to have a disability. You don't have to have the same disability. You don't have to have, you know, a rough life. You can, you can, yeah. you know, you can still talk and still, you know, figure out what works for you, what works for me. Um, I I find that you know what every person I help helps me. They help. Yes. Every person I teach something to, they teach me. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's a partnership. It becomes a partnership. I yes. Become, you know. When you when you when you hire me as your mentor, you know I I'm I'm not gonna be like you know we're not gonna be talking from the distance. <laughs> you you, you do relate, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna be somebody above you. No, yeah. I'm there with you. We're gonna mm -hmm. work together. If we start something and it, oh, that doesn't work, we can shift it. You know. Or like yeah. you have a goal and you change your goal, that's okay. We shift to match because life is like that. Life doesn't yeah. stay the same all the time. We have to be able to be willing to shift ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I actually am. I'm going to tell you this little story here. I read this story recently about shifting yourself, right? Um, well, like, it's a story about a farmer who drives the same path every day on his field with a tractor, right? Mm -hmm. And in the distance, he sees the trees. And, you know, he's just like looking there and he's like, how am I ever going to get to the trees? Because my path doesn't take me there. Right? So then one day he turned his wheel just half an inch. And then over time, instead of going straight, he was starting to turn. And he kept turning very slowly, not fast, and not obvious. But then one day he found himself by the trees. It was just a small shift in his mind. Mm -hmm. Or his tractor, right? Yeah. A small shift gets you closer to where you want to be. You don't have to make like a, you know, a huge turn. Yeah. You can make a small shift. And mm -hmm. get closer. Yeah. If we think like that every single day and just be like 1% better or put 1% effort into every single day, that's going to get us closer than 0%, right? Yeah. And if we can only do 1%, that's good enough. If we can do 10, we can do 50, 100. <laughs> I don't think anybody can do 100, so... Um, no, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. But if you put every little bit of effort that you put into your own health esteem, into yes. your own health journey, into your mindset shift, into just being a good person, being good to others, but also to yourself, mm. every little bit counts, and it adds up. And one day you'll be like, Wow, I feel good about myself. And that's nice when you have those moments when you feel good about yourself. 
and you yeah. feel good about your life and yeah. you feel I mean that doesn't mean you're not gonna have days when you don't but mm-hmm. you have more of those days than not and that yeah. it's a beautiful thing and that's what I hope for everybody including myself <laughs> yes thank you so much Terry thank you for introducing us to the concept of health esteem I believe it's a it it works um I can testify that it works because it's working in me. Um, she introduced it to me a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and I'm following it and it works. So I encourage you guys to uh, to go to terryantinu.com and you will see the, the, uh, the link in the comments. I encourage you to contact Terry and, and see what can happen. Um, thank you, Terry, for for making the time to, to chat with us. Uh, your story is truly beautiful, and uh, well, uh, and I wish you the best as you continue yeah. your journey. Thank you. Thank I'm you. so happy to be here, and I'm excited to share this. And I'm, I'm glad that you have noticed changes in your life. Yes. Um, and, you know, I hope that your journey continues to go the way you want it to, um, to keep up the good work and keep, Reminding yourself of, you know, what what really it, it is that you want, yeah. right? Feel good in your own body, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Goodbye, Terry. Bye. And thank you, fellow empaths, for watching us live and listening to our podcast. Um, if you like what you saw and heard and want me to continue bringing real conversations with real people, you can support Empathy Cafe by going to www.empathy.cafe and tapping the donation button. This was One on One Live with Terry Anthony. See you next week. Peace and love.